0: welcome to the all or nothing podcast where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game and i'm your host rodrigo balone now there's a lot of people out there that are putting out products that they think the market wants which is cool if you're generating money but if you're struggling to get your business off the ground or take your company to the next level you need to take a hard look at your business and adjust but a key piece of that adjustment is listening to the market as a leader it's up to you to figure out what's working and what's not when you put a product out whether it's a home run or you have slow growth you have to evaluate your users and figure out what could be done to improve so the user not only finds value in the product but it also gives them a reason to come back now our next guest has not only created a unique app but they've been able to grow their user base from 3,000 to over half a million users in less than one year she has designed a platform that rewards students with good grades by giving them access to concerts shows and a whole bunch of other cool prizes that students want to get their hands on let's welcome the co-founder and the co-ceo of Kutzu, logan cohen how are you today
1: i'm doing well thanks for having me
0: it's great, great. to have you on so logan you're the co-ceo of kutzu and i thought that was pretty interesting because most companies usually just have one ceo so when i saw that i immediately thought that you and your team definitely believed in collaboration and kind of a two minds are better than one approach so can you talk about that and how that mindset has helped you start and grow your business
1: certainly well i'm sure that what a number of your listeners can relate to is that startups you wear multiple hats what's nice with the founding team is you usually look for people with complementary strengths that's when you know it can succeed so when it comes to myself and my co-ceo trevor um, we really complement each other when it comes to delegating tax, what we're good at, whether it's fundraising, client-facing, revenue generation, user acquisition, and it got to the point that it was just whatever's on your business card was nothing but a title here, um, just to show faith rather than the work that's going on behind the scenes. So you hit the nail on the head. It's all about collaboration. Uh, we we really thrive when we have our co-CEO titles, even though sometimes I'm more logistics, or he is, or fundraising, things of that nature. So it's really helped Kudzu thrive when it comes to just having that two heads better than one. You're right.
0: Let's get into what you guys are doing at Cutso because it's pretty creative. Your app gives students incentives in return for submitting good grades to your platform. So what sparked the idea for this concept and initially got you excited about pursuing this vision?
1: Yeah, when it comes to good news, one of those things that when you have an idea, it's like, oh no, this thing definitely exists. Then you do your research and you're like, this doesn't exist, this has to exist. So uh, your excitement is there from the get-go, and that was the case with me. A little bit of a background, the general idea was actually inspired by my co-founder and co-CEO Trevor and his upbringing. Uh, He's from Chicago South Side. He wound up studying sociology at Princeton. And while he was there, uh, he just wonders why the kids that he grew up with in Chicago who were just as smart, if not smarter than him and his peers at Princeton, uh, went down a different path. And he chalked it up to instant gratification, access to opportunity, as well as a strong support system at home. So Trevor had a combination of all those things. His parents actually paid him for A's, paid him for B's, and made him pay them for C's or below. Uh, and him and two of his siblings actually went on to Ivy League schools. Now, it could be we're not guaranteeing Ivy League, but we are uh, guaranteeing access to opportunity as well as a sense of empowerment. So Trevor and I connected at a silly game of all places. We stayed in touch via social media. Uh, He wound up telling me his idea to reward kids for grades. I thought it was a really cool idea. And I asked him what he was doing. um, And he just said, well, wouldn't it be cool? So the sociology major met the business major and me. And it was kind of the perfect marriage of the two. And uh, Kudzu was born.
0: You mentioned instant gratification. And the students definitely get that on your app. Because they're able to benefit from prizes in a short time frame. So tell us, how does it work? But also... How do you keep the students engaged long-term in an instant gratification environment?
1: Definitely. So a little bit on how
0: Kudzu works. It's a
1: free mobile app, so kids download it. And our whole goal was to be that nice, proactive form of social media. I mean, kids are checking their phones over 150 times a day. We were just saying, how could we leverage the relationship that they have with their smartphones instead of outlawing them as a distraction? Why not a tool of opportunity? So on Kudzu, students access um, the app completely for free. They uh, submit their report cards. It's private, so it just goes straight to us. We approve it based on um, relationships with school districts and verification process that we have, and they get a currency called Kudzu Cash that they can use to go shopping. So going back to your point of instant gratification, they get real-time rewards. This is anything from gift cards, uh, cheaper rewards, like percentages off a little deals. We also have experiences, which are really cool. Uh, we've had a professional soccer player shut down the stadium for a kid. They got to kick the ball around. The kid's name was on the jumbotron, like, and he earned it through his grades, which was really cool, as well as uh, corporate tours, and we also have scholarship information. So when it comes to engaging, uh, yeah, that is huge. when it comes to mobile apps, so thanks for asking. Grades only come out a couple times a year. So, of course, we reward for them. We've also integrated with Foursquare's API, so kids physically check into school every day and get credit for their attendance. And we also know kids are defined by more than just their grades. Of course, they're important. We have daily trivia, which ranges from SAT prep questions to pop culture questions. I mean, we try to keep it fun. Uh, We're also integrating more things like volunteer hours as well as healthy eating and healthy lifestyle habits to make this your go-to app uh, to get rewarded and recognized and be an empowering experience for this next generation.
0: All of that sounds great for the students, but on the business side, the app is free. So what were some of the challenges you faced when it came to getting prizes the students would want And what was your mindset when it was time to acquire those first few partners to help you with those prizes?
1: Oh, yeah, we faced a huge chicken or the egg issue because, of course, um, brands want to see the eyeballs on the app. So they're not going to pay you for just a couple hundred, couple thousand students on the app. Um, While students, especially this demographic of Generation Z, are brutally honest. So they want to see the brands. Um, Our biggest barrier to entry was that this is too good to be true. The students weren't trusting the app unless we had the rewards that they trusted. So uh, we found out a way, and what we decided is to focus a strong foundation on building the user base first. And what we did was we kept our uh, CAC down uh, to below 30 cents so that we were able to allocate a percentage of our marketing budget to outright purchase the rewards. So we were able to ask the students, what kind of rewards do you want to see? We wound up purchasing them, supplying them, until we built a critical mass of students, and then we initiated conversations with brand sponsors from that. So we were able to bring a chicken or the egg issue down into a workflow that uh, works for our company as well as our user happiness and engagement scale.
0: That was a very smart approach. But when you're running a business, there are always unforeseen hurdles that force you to think outside the box and come up with a solution. Were there any hurdles that forced you to step up your game in order to keep moving forward?
1: Oh, yeah, Um, definitely. I mean, I I could actually address, like, hurdles in each sector of the business. I always joke that, let's say for technology, for example, if you put out a... A version of the app, and there are no kinks in it. I mean, you need to relaunch and see because it's never perfect. You got to launch to learn. So um, when it came to it, we put out a, a, an MVP or minimal viable product, uh, wound up getting little to no engagement, and then we wound up um, putting together a focus group where I was quickly humbled. I'm I'm a millennial, uh, so is my co-founder, but we put together a focus group of 14 to 16 year olds, and like I said, they were brutally honest, and they were like. This green isn't trustworthy. I don't know what that means, this green's not trustworthy. But they wound up writing the copy for the app, redesigning it just based on that. And then we brought it back to our development team, relaunched it, and got so much more engagement. So just listening to your market when it goes back to this is too good to be true or it's not a trustworthy user interface. And then um, we are a relatively um, unique uh, value proposition for brands. So for such a traditional um, market when it comes to brand sponsorships, they're pretty, um, pretty much like used to the way that uh, their budgets work, who they partner with, how they get their word out. So Kudzu has that learning curve and that hurdle that we're jumping over and still jumping over um, to bring on brand sponsors and introduce them to a new and innovative way uh, to reach this next-gen consumer.
0: Your team did a great job acquiring new users. Kutsu went from 3,000 to over half a million users in one school year. Can you tell us some of the growth pains that forced you to be more efficient during that time?
1: Yes, uh, we had what we like to call a good problem to have. Uh, After our pilot year, we wanted a couple hundred kids just to test out. Let's see if they like it. Uh, Like you said, that grew to about 3,000 kids. And then when we relaunched Uh, nationally once the kinks were worked out of that MVP that quickly grew in one school year to 500,000 users on the platform. So um, some of the kinks, especially with Kudzu's case, is we were still supplying rewards. So even though it was like really exciting and and you have that sexy metric of, oh my gosh, look at this graph of these users, you got to make sure those users aren't pissed off that there are no rewards there. So we actually had to raise an additional round of funding Uh, Because we were expecting hopefully 50,000, maybe 100,000 in our wildest dreams. When it grew to half a million, we had to make sure that um, home base was intact and we actually halted user paid acquisition efforts. Um, So everything's been organic growth for actually the last six months so we could hold down the uh, rewards for it, if that makes sense.
0: It does. And in the process, you solved a major issue that most SaaS companies struggle with which is get more users to come back to their app so what advice would you give other SaaS companies that are struggling to increase engagement on their app
1: definitely i would i would really encourage and it sounds like a given but so many companies especially SaaS companies don't do this listen to your users and that that does not mean a stuffy focus group that does not mean look at the review section of course do all of those but make sure that you collaborate with them for many reasons they're going to be honest also you'll make sure that they'll come back because as soon as they feel like they're helping to build it, I mean, Kudzu would not be what it is without the student users. Too often, like founders and devs try to play God with functionality. They try to say, this is going to be cool, that's going to be cool. They wind up wasting a bunch of time, a bunch of money. Put out that MVP, have it super simple, launch to learn. Make sure you get feedback. And when I say feedback, it's from your target user demographic, not from your friends, not from your family. They're just going to yes you. Uh, it's really important. I've, I've had students tell us that the app doesn't make sense. Why is the menu bar on the top left? My thumb is so annoying if I have to reach up there on an iPhone 6, just like for example. Um, it's, it's really important to listen to them.
0: You mentioned that one of the ways that you keep users engaged is with trivia questions. Now, that's a great way to increase retention, but it's also a good way where you could gather more information about the user. Now, you could tell that you value data, but mentally, how do you view and utilize data in your overall strategy?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on the cliche of just data is king. However, how could we differentiate is through transparency. Uh, when it comes to our trivia questions, those are exactly what we say trivia questions. They're SAT prep, they're theorems, they're everything. Then we have another section of the app that's called you choose, or it's just survey questions, and we are completely transparent. If it's for a brand sponsor, we tell our users, hey. X brand is thinking of coming out with a new product. They need your input. Do you want to do this survey? And they actually earn could-do-cash for doing the survey. So instead of um, being intrusive or invasive to the user experience and sugarcoating some kind of data-driven brand-sponsored question into their regular trivia and convoluting it, we actually delegate a whole nother part of the app for it. And uh, we've seen that payback... Uh, just a hundredfold because the users participate in it. They appreciate that we're transparent. And they also really enjoy being part of um, building a product.
0: What type of results are you seeing with the data that you're able to use to your advantage moving forward?
1: Yeah, we're able to use um, a number of their feedback. So since we pay them, quote unquote pay them, could do cash for their feedback. um, They get paid if they say this product sucks or I love this product. So either way, uh, we're able to uh, collect data for a genuine and honest feedback for our brand sponsors. And then when it comes from the data collection standpoint, everything is anonymous, so we do not um, give any information, uh, personal information about our students. However, we can tell, let's say you wanted to know a female student in sophomore year in high school who excels in STEM programs, um, how do they, um, what are their shopping habits? or how do they perform in trivia on the app? We can do that um, while keeping it anonymous. So it's been a lot of fun um, navigating through this data collection.
0: Yeah, that's cool because not only are you providing value for the student, but you're providing more value for the brands as well because you're giving them more detailed information about their target demographic. But one of the benefits of your service is that it's an app, which is great because you have the ability to adjust to the market with updates on a regular basis. So internally, what's driving your decisions to make sure that the adjustments that you're making are delivering more value to the students?
1: Yeah, we actually um, make sure that there's a clear return on investment on each and every functionality, because in the beginning, we just thought, well, this would be cool, and that would look cool, and we should add this. and. You really need to just simplify your app for the sake of the user experience, for the sake of the user interface. So when we make sure that we add a functionality, we have to justify it. Not only cost of it, but how is it going to benefit the user experience. So each time uh, before we come out with a, a new version or even just a new like .1, like 2.1 um, version, we asked the students, could you would be better if dot, 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 whether it's on the app or it's a Twitter conversation. And actually, our newest functionality rolling out in the next few weeks was uh, from a student recommendation. They wanted restock notifications. Uh, so if a brand is out, they want to be able to subscribe to that brand and get a push notification when they restock. Um, and so that just is beneficial all around. We'll see higher engagement students are recommending functionalities. They feel like they're a part of the app and building it, which they are. And um, that's how we gauge it we go from this would be cool to let's see if it'll be effective
0: Logan that was a great interview you gave a lot of good information that a wide range of people could benefit from is there anything else you would like to tell our audience before you go
1: uh, Just thank you for this opportunity please feel free to connect them as uh, the open conversation on social media so I look forward to continuing this And, uh, yeah, just continuing to grow Kudzu and hearing about everyone else's ventures.
0: I want to thank Logan Cohen, the co-founder of Kudzu, for being on our show. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, follow the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify and Tidal. That's a wrap for this week's episode of All or Nothing. where We bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Balone.